0: Hey! Everyone in! Let's go! Huddle up on three! One, two, three! Huddle up! No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is
1: your game now, gentlemen. I'll be calling this the save. The words that DC fans have been waiting to hear since 1974 the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them cowboys? Yeah! 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 Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast live here on our Facebook page. And how about them cowboys? But uh, it is Tuesday, November fifth, twenty nineteen. We have tons to talk about this week, including who is number one. What are Michigan's chances, and what exactly do we know about the NFL? But first, our show is brought to you by Alicia's Pillows and Things on NGSC Sports. If you're decorating your home, you want it to reflect your tastes and likes, so why not add decor that reflects your sports, movie, and TV fandom? Alicia's Pillows and Things is your hookup. They feature pillows of all sizes, stools, and more with your favorite teams and characters. Log on to ngscesports.com. Find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage and place your order. All right. A little bit different this week. Dave not with us, unfortunately. uh, His his daughter is uh, under the weather, so he's being a good dad this week. So we had to tag in an old friend or family member here with the show and bring back in my brother, Sean. to the show let me uh unmute him here sean calling in from uh from florida now probably much warmer than uh than i am here in central pa how's it going brother
0: oh it's going and um yeah it's a it's a smooth like uh high 70s low 80s a little humid day had a little bit of rainfall as usual but uh yeah we're, we're doing well down here you know following uh following sports from all over the country, but. Uh, course we're an SEC country so that seems to take precedent here
1: yeah I'm I am sure it does and uh coming hot off the presses and that's one thing we're going to jump into uh here first is of course the uh the first college football playoff ranking and I want to remind everybody that that is that this is the first so there's there's uh, undoubtedly going to be a lot of angry people There's undoubtedly going to be a lot of people who are, you know, losing their mind over, um, you know, their team not being number one or number two or number four or number 10 or whatever the number might be. Um, But uh, people need to remember this is number one. Now, um, before the show started, I wrote down what I thought my number or what what, what my top four would be. And that, excuse me. I thought my top six would be, I thought that would be LSU, Ohio State, Alabama, Penn State, Clemson, and Georgia. Um, hot off the presses. Literally just came out as we were starting the show. Um, Clemson and Georgia are in the outside looking in. They are five and six. Number four is Penn State. Number three is Alabama. Number two is LSU. And uh, and number one is Ohio State. So I had the the four teams correct. I didn't have the order correct um, on my initial top four, top four, and top six. Um, <clears throat> which which to you, Sean, is the one that is the most surprising?
0: Well, I mean, I, I mean, I would argue. I, I think. I mean, I guess it's going by schedule here, but but Ohio State at the top. Uh, I, I don't know that the order is necessarily wrong. I mean, I personally would probably have had Clemson ahead of Penn State, uh, but I guess again, when you take schedule into effect, that's gonna that's gonna affect that. But I mean, for the for as much as the SEC gets touted as a as a you know power packed conference, I would have thought that you know one of the two SEC schools would have wound up ahead. But I mean, it doesn't really matter. But um, but yeah i would i would say ohio state at the top is is questionable to me but uh i'm not a computer so i i don't know 100% yeah
1: and 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 that that's the thing is is you know we we have seen over the years obviously the, the amount of changes that that that'll go through between now and uh and the end of the season when these things r- really matter because between now and then teams are going to lose teams are going to play each other Hell, this weekend, number two and number three play each other. Uh, in two weeks, number one and number four play each other, um, and 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 much more. And, and Ohio State still has a date with Michigan. Penn State has a date with Minnesota this weekend. So, th- like, there's there's a, there's a lot of things that that are gonna play here. So, again, if you're if your team's in the top six, um, you know they're probably in good standing. Given who has to play each other, if you're in the top six, all you have to do is win out at this point, and you're probably getting in. If you're on the outskirts, you, you know you, you have to hope for a little bit of help. Um, for for me, I, I I I like you. I'm a little surprised that um, that they put Ohio State at number one. I think I mean, LSU is the best team in in the country. In the country. Um, um, I think Sean, I think you, you Shauna, have something it, turned up something on your end because I'm echoing end, back, back on my end. Oh, Um, I, I botched a cable. Oh, oh, um, all right. I think we're good again. Think we're good. Maybe? Maybe. Okay. No? I'm on. Are you good? Okay. Um, um it's, it's still kind of echoey a little bit, but, um, f- the, the the thing is with these with these rankings and and where they come out, I, I, it's. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw you on mute here. I don't know if there's. Are you watching it back through your uh, <laughs> computer or something? I didn't
0: think so, but I'll I'll close out of. Uh, and I'm gonna try one thing.
1: Here. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's the,
0: the, it, it. we'll try it that way.
1: At this point, a lot of these the, the, these rankings, when they come out on a weekly basis, that sounds better. That sounds better. All right. um, is, is, is is it's just a matter of you know, similar to preseason rankings, and and obviously the top 25s throughout the, the 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 first so many weeks of the year. It's a lot of its chatter, a lot of its ratings. I mean, it's an ESPN show every single week on a Tuesday night, so that that's something that has to be kept in mind I, you know i i think lsu is the better battle tested team at this point um you know penn state hasn't played anybody i one of the ones that that actually stuck out to me a little bit further down in and was a big discrepancy between the regular top 25s um, and and the the playoff rankings is minnesota minnesota's 13th in the ap they're all the way down at 17 um here in the in the in the first uh, college football playoff ranking, and I think that's a big one to look at, and I think that's also why Clemson comes in at number five. Clemson hasn't looked very good, and they haven't played anybody, so the committee is at least, and, and this is the thing that I think, and and you can chime in here in a, on this in a second, that all we all we kind of want as college football fans is is consistency um, in these rankings and the, and the way that they're made. And the fact that they have always said, you know, strength of schedule and, and the um, quality wins and stuff like that, that, those things matter. Putting Clemson, the defending national champion, at number five in the very first ranking kind of solidifies that. Same with Minnesota as far down as they were. Well, yeah, and I, and I think um, when you're looking at, um,
0: you know, the, the baffling thing, like you said, LSU being the best team. I mean, LSU has two close games on their schedule so far. Uh, they they won a uh, a pretty big comeback uh, and, and battle win in in Texas in a, in a hostile environment in the second week, and then they just came off that close one against uh, Auburn. But the rest of their games against um, you know not the greatest teams in the in the land, but you know some some decent squads. There, I mean they they're beating people, and one of those wins was a uh, multi touchdown win against Florida. Uh, and so so I mean I I don't I don't know that I would say that. You know, and you say battle-tested, I, I, I would have to agree with you. I don't know that, um, you know, and, you know, maybe if Clemson was doing that, they'd be ranked a little higher. But the team that I notice and the one that I would watch out for based on who plays who and, you know, Georgia being in the SEC, I mean, Clemson, for all intents and purposes, should walk right in. Yes. I mean, they shouldn't really see anything from this point out that scares them. Um, hopefully, maybe somebody surprises them, but I doubt it. Um, but Oregon is sitting right there at number seven. And Oregon kind of has that similar road. There's some good teams in the PAC 12, but I don't think they're as good as Oregon and Oregon's only loss is a close one on a neutral field. They lost to Auburn, I think.
1: Yeah. I week think one. Right. I know
0: it was an sec uh, where they had to travel across the country to do it. Um, and it, I mean, it went down to, I think the last drive of the game. So, so it was a very close loss and, um, I don't know. I think the right teams beat each other, and the SEC exchanges losses. That could be a sneaky team to get in there at number four or number three.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Because you know, I I, I don't <clears throat> you know I don't see them faltering. I mean, a potential uh, Pac-12 championship, and and you know, the Pac-12 is always that conference that you know seems to be forgotten about year after year, just because you know their their games aren't on until ten o'clock, and um, you know, usually there there's a lot of hype with a lot of teams and. It usually doesn't pan out, but this Oregon squad uh, looks pretty good. Um, now, n- not specifically talking about the college football playoff. Before we get into our um, three top twenty-five head-to-head matchups for the weekend, is uh, I know this past weekend, um, one of the commentators for the I think it was one of the commentators on the Michigan Maryland game um, kind of made a comment during the game that Michigan has has nothing to play for that they can't get into the college football playoff um you know they they can't win the big Ten any of that and it just kind of like in it just kind of struck me as say what now um because th- that's not true now does Michigan need help absolutely and if you're a Michigan fan you are rooting very hard for Minnesota this weekend because oh absolutely because with four games left on their schedule, Penn State has at Minnesota this week, which we'll predict in a minute. Then they host Indiana. They're at Ohio State. And then they host Rutgers to end the year. Michigan needs Penn State to lose twice because Michigan lost to them. Now, Michigan, um, they're idle this week. They uh, host Michigan State. Then they are at Indiana. Then they host Ohio State. Obviously, you got to win out. You got to win the Big Ten title game. And, and you got to hope. But I, if you win out, you win the Big Ten title game, that means you're going to beat an Ohio State team that realistically now, because we know they're number one in the college football playoff rankings, they should be number one in the college football playoff rankings, um, you know, come November 30th when they go to Ann Arbor. Ohio State, the rest of the way, they have Maryland this week. And Sean, I am not even kidding you. Ohio State is a Forty four point favorite against Maryland this weekend. Forty four. Forty four. Man, and like, this is the
0: Maryland team that had a lot of hype after like the first few weeks. Yeah, like, they go look, they <laughs> ran all over this. They were ranked
1: like, at one point. The over under on that game is sixty three and a half. And, so and, for yeah. that to happen,
0: uh, now for both of those things to happen, that means Florida State's hanging up a smooth fifty. Like, yeah, I mean, just just for uh, to, to go over or to be at that mark and to win by forty-four, like you're gonna have to be in the fifties. That that's the projection that I'm hearing from Vegas.
1: Correct, and let's be honest, that's probably a realistic thing that could happen. They have hung. Five- oh, I'm not gonna they've hung I'm gonna say 50 gonna they've hung 50 plus 3 times their lowest scoring outing of the season uh was october 5th a 34 to 10 win against michigan state they were idle last week they most recently beat, beat wisconsin 38 to 7 so i they they might hit the 63 and a half <laughs> number they just, against they might just do a, it all um but yeah 44 and a half not a
0: lot of people realize ohio state actually scored 40 points during their bye week not a yes, lot of people yeah, they, they're, not a they're, lot of teams they're already, able to do that
1: and now i did i saw earlier today that that 44 number is the uh, is the highest spread in the history of big 10 football since they started doing them in the 70s um wow i'm going to really? i'm going to fast forward to next week on this show when Ohio State plays at Rutgers and say that next week's uh, Ohio State-Rutgers spread will be the biggest in the history of the will Big Ten. Will be the Ten. biggest in the history of the Big <laughs> Like, Ten. if it's 44 against Maryland, I'm going to assume that it's going to be somewhere in the area of, like, 52-53. <laughs> and,
0: and, and, you know, like, and, and the way Vegas works with college football, I always see those spreads, and I'm like, no way. But. There is no way that in 60 minutes of football – this team is going to outscore them by forty some points, and I'm always wrong.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's
0: just, just the way it goes.
1: Yeah, it's it, uh, it's it's absolutely it's absolutely nuts. Um, but then uh, Maryland Rutgers versus Penn State, then at Michigan uh, closes out the ohio's uh, Ohio State slate. So, like, here's the thing: Do I think that Michigan is going to win the Big Ten and get into the college football playoff. I do not. However, the notion totally. the notion that it is impossible is very far from the truth. Because Ohio State and Penn State play each other. So like like I said, Michigan's got they got a root for Minnesota. They got it they gotta and then they gotta do their business. Hope that Ohio State beats Penn State. Penn State's got to lose twice. But you win out you win the Big Ten that, you know, there, there's teams, every team above you, at least two of them play each other at some point. And they're sitting but at, honestly, we're if, sitting if at Ohio 14. if Ohio
0: State, because if Penn State lose twice, Ohio State's going to come into Michigan with no losses. Correct. And if Michigan beats them, and you're a Michigan team who's sitting, I don't know how many games they play, what would it be 10 and two if they win?
1: They would be 10 and two, yeah, because they have lost to Wisconsin so they Ohio? lost to Penn State.
0: My question to you is, in a a world of computer rankings and a world of AP polls, and we've seen it before, if Ohio State has one loss and has been ranked this high all year and loses on the last week, can you jump a one-loss Ohio State team just because you beat them?
1: Um. I would say in that in that scenario, yes, and, and it's for one of two reasons, um or, or, or both reasons. One, it would be so late in the year because you know, when you have a it's not only if you lose, but when you lose. So, right. you know, There's if, no if you if you you know, that's why that's why Oregon Oregon very much in play. You know, they have a loss. But it was very early, and it's and is against a team that is currently number eleven in the playoff rankings. So, you know, you, you, both of those check marks get safer. That's why Notre Dame, if they would not have lost against Michigan, if you finish the year eleven and one, you know, it, it your loss was to Georgia, who is who is who is right up there at the beginning of the year, close game on the road. That checks the box for a good loss. You know, like this notion that there's no such thing as a good loss, but. If you lose at the end of the year and then we've seen with the the, the playoff committee that that there is, um, you know, depending on on what the conference and the convincing and that that the conference championships come into play, too. So that would mean Michigan would have to finish off the year um, with a win against who should be the number one team in the country at that point if they're going to be in play. And then, uh, and then a win in the in the Big Ten Championship the very next week. So those are two right, so you real. You have an extra game. Too, those are yeah. two, yeah, and those are two real good wins to to put the exclamation point on it. Because you know Ohio State wouldn't have um, wouldn't have that. So like again, do, do I think this is going to happen? I do not. I I, I do think that Ohio State is going to finish the job um, and 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 probably finish out the year undefeated. But like it was, it was just like the, this the The fact that they're like they have nothing to play for and they have zero chance and I'm like, that is that is not true. Like we both, you and I both have gone to like broadcasting school and and, and th- like that is just just complete. You know, in a world where the words fake news get thrown around a lot, saying that is actually the the real definition of fake news because I mean
0: it's it, it's unrealistic too. When you say nothing to play for. I mean, first of all, these are kids. Like you know, even if in your head you're like, "We're not going to get there," like to say there's nothing to play for. Right. I mean, you have a coach that still hasn't beaten Ohio State. Sure. You have a coach that hasn't won the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a coach that, you know, just you know, finally knocked off a, a major opponent when they beat Notre Dame. Sure. So it's like you already did one thing for them. Like I think if you're buying into your coach, and I, and I think they still are. I mean, they're they're clearly following. Like, there's no reason to say that these kids have nothing to play for. If you want to believe they don't have a chance to make the playoffs, you're probably more right than wrong. Probably. Because there's just too many other variables, even if they do win out, jump Ohio State, like the odds that you're at that point jumping everyone else between you and them. Sure. I mean, that's all kind of, you know, depending who wins and who trades losses. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, that that part's more true than the nothing to play for. I, I, I mean, there's teams that are 500 right now that have something to play for.
1: You know, it's just it's, yeah, and, but, and um, I think the more realistic goal for Michigan is a Big Ten title because that yeah. that's a that's attainable. You you if you win out, you, you know, and, and again, you need you, you will still need help because you need Penn State to lose twice. All all you have to all you as Michigan have to do is win out, but you need Penn State to lose twice. Um, right. So you it, need Ohio
0: state to beat. well, so I guess someone to beat them.
1: Right. I mean, Wouldn't and And, have to be Ohio state. and, and, and the, the most, the most logical, um, the most logical hope there is Minnesota and Ohio state, because I, I, I don't see Indiana, um, or what was the other one? Uh, Rutgers, I think, you know, going yeah, in, no, going I, into Penn I state and winning that. like Rutgers isn't Indiana sometimes gives Penn State a scare but I don't see that being realistic as well. So it like it could be this week. It could be Our this Minnesota week.
0: Minnesota is untested and I don't think it's going to happen but No. We'll get to that in a little bit.
1: Yeah, obviously the other big news this week, Willie Taggart out at uh, Florida State and and you know, it there's 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 two very big contrasts in in a college football world as you look at a school, you know, like Notre Dame who um now granted they did go to a, a national championship game in Brian Kelly's third year. But Notre Dame's been patient with Brian Kelly. He's in year ten. Programs developed, And even at Michigan. You, you know, Harbaugh. You know, by by all accounts, it, it would seem that he is going to be around for year number five. Especially the way they've responded since halftime at the Penn State game. Now, again, if the wheels fall off, you may have some discussion there. But let, let's just assume that, that that Harbaugh is going to be there for year five. There's a lot of school, there. there's a lot of schools who have. Given their coaches' head time, and then on the other on the other side, you know Florida State Willie Taggart in the middle of year number two uh, gets shown the door. So um, it's just the it's just the 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 business of college football. Um, Urban Meyer rumors, of course, this is the whenever he's not coaching at a school. When he's
0: Not coaching, he's gonna be coaching. The rumor, the rumor, the, he doesn't
1: the rumor mill is, is swirling. Obviously, USC. Seem to be a heavy favorite. Um, there's a lot of Notre Dame fans who want him in South Bend. Um, I, I don't think he's going to end up at Florida State. Um, I don't. Um, first off, I don't think Notre Dame going to fire Brian Kelly. Um, and if they would, I don't see them hiring Urban Meyer. If I if I was playing any money, it would be that if Urban Meyer returns to the football coaching world, it would be at USC. I'm still that would not. Be my pick. I'm still not even convinced that he that he's coming back. At least not this year. But you know, who knows with him? Honestly. Well,
0: and I'll and I'll chip in a little bit. I mean, I know. I mean, Florida State's a school that's incredibly frustrated as an athletic department. It's a it's a school that was at one time uh, extremely high profile and competitive every year, and like you know, and and if you would have told me when I was growing up in the early '90s that I would be moving to Florida in my 30s and would see maybe two Seminole shirts a week. You know what I mean? I know I'm not near Tallahassee. I'm a pretty good way down the state here in the Tampa Bay. But I'm also not super close to Gainesville, and there's Gator shirts everywhere. Sure. I'm not – you know what I mean? I'm not – I'm three hours from Miami in a car, and I see the U. But there is no talk, and like there'll be Florida State games on the radio, but I know nobody's listening to them. So it's like this is a school that wants to get back there, and I don't think that the goals when they hire a new coach are that high. I I don't think the goals are win me a national title.
1: God, I'd hope not. It's
0: like for the it's like for the for the love of everything, just compete for the ACC. Which, when you think about it, as a conference, <laughs> isn't that much to ask. No. I mean, with the exception of Clemson, I mean, if Clemson runs away with it and you finish, like, second or third and you have a top five, you know, a plus 500 record go to a bowl game, you're going to keep your job. You stay close in a game against the Miami or against an NC State or against the, you find one of these other schools that you can, like, have a semi-quality win, you're going to keep your job. But they haven't found it yet. No, and no. And I don't know if it's talent. I don't know if it's uh, – but whatever it is, they need to get a recruiter. And I would, and on the on the Urban Meyer note, if he were to go to Florida State and win, I would start to throw his. I mean, I, there's a lot of people that say oh, he's one of the best coaches of all time. You know, his win-loss record speaks for itself. National title here, national title there. If he found a way to win in Florida State, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna put him in the same breath as Saban, but I might put him in the next sentence.
1: Yeah, it, that would
0: be one of the most incredible feats I would have ever seen in college football. Yeah, but it's I, not going to. I think USC is a much more yeah, realistic yeah, option, especially because they are winning games and they need a
1: coach. And the the notion of him being on the the opposing sideline to us every. October and November is just. It, I'm. I'm. It's a daunting feeling as a Notre Dame fan because uh, <laughs> you know it. I, I don't. I, I don't need that in my life. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. I don't need that kind of stress in my life. Um, but uh, we'll we'll see. Obviously, that will uh, that will play out as the uh, rest of the season plays on here. Okay. Um, Let's jump in three top 25 head to head matchups this weekend. The one obviously we've been talking about is, um, and I, you know, I had been using the, uh, AP poll, but I'll use the, the playoff ranking since they're out. It is number four Penn state. They're eight. 0 they're a six and a half point road favorite at number 17, Minnesota also, uh, eight, no 47 and a half is the number on this one. It is noon. It is ABC, um, like, here's the thing, I, and, and Dave and I have talked about this every week. Um, Minnesota not tested at all. Um, Penn State has been tested uh, by Michigan. Um, they've been relatively untested otherwise. Um, I mean, you know, had the Iowa game, probably should have lost that one. Probably should have lost to Michigan, if we're being honest. And um, they, they probably either should or could have lost. Um, well, they could have lost. They, they, they the, the argument is should have um, against Pitt earlier in the year. So you have an eight 0 team team um, ranked fourth in the country. That I don't know if they're the fourth best team in the country. Um, I could be skeptical, but then again, you could call me biased. <laughs> um, yeah. I, 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 I think six and a half is a little high uh, on the spread number now. In, in all, in all realism, I think Penn State probably wins this game. Um, but I, I, if I'm, if I'm betting, I'm taking Minnesota with the points. Um, I think they're going to find ways to make it close. It's in Minnesota, which probably helps them a bit. Um, I, it's, it's tough. Cause man, like I said, I don't know who either of these teams are and we're, and we're sitting here on November 5th, which is just baffling to me. Um, points wise, if I'm going with Minnesota to either take the spread or the upset, I think you I think you got to work under that 47 and a half number because if it goes over that probably means Penn State's wide receiver is just scorching your defense. Um oh yeah. So you I, you know the the keys this is the keys to victory um besides the obvious score more than your opponent is making sure that 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 you that you cap Penn State's offense. You find a way to slow them down on the perimeter. I don't know I know it's going to be cold. I don't know what I don't know weather wise what it's going to be there besides cold, um, but yeah you you have to find a way to neutralize that wide receiver as best as possible. Um, so my pick officially Penn State wins, but Minnesota with the points, and I'm playing the under.
0: Yeah, I, I think if you're rooting for Minnesota in any way, shape, or form, whether it's a bet, whether you're from Minnesota, whether you're playing for Minnesota, you want the under. Uh, Cause like you said, I think if it goes over, it's not Minnesota doing it, um, but it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, and, and I think the interesting thing about this game uh, now that the rankings are out is I think that those rankings may be a bigger motivator for Minnesota than they are going to be for Penn state, Penn state's where they hoped they would be. They were like, please let us in the top four, show us. We're one of the best teams and they got it. So now, I mean, obviously, you still want to win out and you're like, you know, if you're Penn State, I don't know that beating Minnesota in the long run is going to prove to be a quality win or prove to be a big win, uh, especially if you blow them out and expose them. So it's like if you if you if you crush them and then they go on to lose another game uh, or two and end up, at you know, 20th, 25th. is it really a quality win anymore? And, and I always wonder that about college football. You know, when you play a team that's in the top 10 early in the season and they fall off later, you know, how much does that really, you know, you, you didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, I, I don't know if in my right mind I can take Minnesota as <laughs> untested as they are and with what I would consider to be a, a less weapons situation. But my gut wants to take them. Because I think they're going to feel a little snubbed and I think a win over Penn state would look better for Minnesota than a win over Minnesota is going to look if Penn state wins. Having said that, I'm going to agree with you. I think Penn state's probably going to win this game. Um, and it's probably going to, um, I don't know if it's going to help or hurt their chances against Ohio state. Maybe you take a head of steam into that game. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's good. Maybe it's bad. Um, but I'll take Penn State. Uh, I'm going to take them with the points. Uh, you know, if I I'm kind of on the on the end that the talent's going to kind of wean itself out. Um, but there's a lot. You know, like I said, I, I don't see a, I, I would not say I'm calling a scenario where it's definitely a Penn State blowout. Because uh, I think with the cold and with the motivation and with the fact that if it's close, that motivation is going to grow. Um, but I'll take Penn State. I'll take the take them with the points, and I will take over I think it's just I think Penn State's gonna just it, it 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 sets up a way better matchup the following week it sells better with Ohio State if they're both up there if they're both scoring points so I'm gonna take that I'm gonna take that
1: yeah and I mean w- with Minnesota in 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 what you were talking about with you know how Minnesota might feel a little a little slighted I mean they went from 13th in the AP to 18th or uh, 17 in the uh in the playoff ranking so the, they're I think they're like you said, going to have a little bit maybe more of that motivation factor. And yeah, what because this is how unbattle unbattle tested they are. South Dakota State, Fresno State, Georgia Southern, Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska, Rutgers, Maryland. That's who they've played Yikes. so far. Now, in all but two of those, they they've done it in fairly convincing fashion. They they had to go to double overtime to beat Fresno State. They only beat Georgia Southern uh, by three but then they started rattling off some better wins a 7 point win against Purdue 40 to 17 against Illinois 34 to 7 against Nebraska 42-7 wreckers 52-10 in Maryland so they they have started to roll a little bit but again you you are playing a team with better talent so um it's going to be an interesting one to watch it's going to give people a reason to watch at noon which i don't think we've had a real reason oh, to watch a game at noon uh, in a while so um, hit that one at noon. It's got to be cold here in the Northeast. It's probably going to be raining in Florida because I think that's just what it does. So, um, so just stay inside, watch football. Uh, let's move to, um, three thirty on CBS. It is what I thought was going to be the battle against one versus two. Um, but it turned out to be two versus three. Uh, either way, it's a big one. Eight and LSU, who is second eight and Alabama, who is third Alabama, six and a half point. Uh, home favorite sixty five um, is the number on that one, and the fact that that's the over under number on this game just always makes me chuckle. Because remember, like the SEC is supposedly the conference of defense. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing: I'm already telling you, I'm taking the over. If we've if we've learned anything from these games in recent years, take the over. That like wasn't last year's like fifty something to forty something. I mean, it, it, I, I'm I'm hammering the over if I'm betting on this game now. Again, much like the first one, six and a half points. To me, if I'm LSU, and now especially, we're sitting here Tuesday, we still don't know if Tua is playing for Alabama. It's a, supposedly a the game time. Are he will.
0: That's we're, what I was reading before I got on okay, here. The okay. Are he will play most likely.
1: How effective? So, we don't know. Is it smoke and mirrors? We don't. You know what I mean? It, it, like it's. If the I I would be shocked if he doesn't play. I will say that. Um, so you got to go on the assumption that he's going to play. I assume that's how these numbers are playing. Um, so, but but I I think LSU is the best team in the SEC right now. Um, I think this is a huge huge slight um, on uh, on on LSU. And if I'm LSU and I'm at Ed Orgeron. I'm just putting the, the number 6.5 on every chalkboard in that locker room because, to me, I would feel disrespected if I'm LSU. So, for me, straight up, I'm taking LSU with what I guess is a considered an upset, at least if you're looking at the line. LSU, I think, wins this game. I think LSU positions itself to absolutely, um, you know, hopefully finish off the year, get into the college football playoff, and, again, I'm taking the over.
0: Yeah. Uh, before I get into this game, I'd like to point out we were talking about a 44 point spread uh, for Ohio State uh, against Maryland. You told me that Minnesota beat them by 42. Uh, I'll take Ohio State with the spread. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Beyond, beyond that, um, on this game, I, I think the the, the spread, light, like you were saying, like if that's not if the if not being ranked one in the playoff rankings isn't motivation enough to be a touchdown underdog against a team that you passed two weeks ago um, and have for all intents and purposes looked better than I I, I would be pretty angry about that as well. Now I think that that spread points at, Oh, it's Alabama. Oh, it's Nick Saban. I think the over under number is fascinating because it points to a new LSU because there's games, you know, in years past where it has been high scoring, but LSU and other games, not high scoring. Used to be a run first, you know, less miles, run, 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 pass a few times, um, and it worked. But this is a brand-new LSU. This is a high-scoring LSU. It's a team that's not afraid to go out and sling it like they're on the West Coast. And I think that that over-under, you're right, take the over by a mile. because. And don't get me wrong, usually when I'm that hard on take the over, it somehow goes under. I don't think that's the case this time. Uh, I'm going to take LSU not just to win, not just to cover. Um, I will take them to win the other way. I'm going to take them by more than a touchdown. I'm going to take them probably by about 10 uh, because it's a statement game for that program and it's a statement game for that new coach. And, um, I mean, they're running a Saints offense, and I think it's the kind of inventiveness that Alabama used to see. Um, The the wild card is Tua. I think, um, you know, when you're saying, which quarterback are we going to play? I think you're going to see both. Uh, I think Nick Saban's not afraid to mix in packages with sure. different quarterbacks, even on the same drive, uh, especially if it ends up being a game where they're losing and they got to throw some tricks. I think you could see both on the same field. It's probably been practiced, um, but I, I just um, I think LSU is going to make the statement this week that they're the best team, not only in the SEC, but probably in the country, and with this win. No matter what Ohio State does against Maryland, I don't care if they win by sixty. If LSU wins this game, they should jump Ohio State, and I will be shocked
1: if they don't. Yeah, no, I agree. Because and if again, if we've learned anything with these college football playoff rankings, that they are a week to week, and they will change week to week. So I, I I agree with you there, fella. If, L, if Probably well. Either way, probably the winner of this I guess, game. Yeah,
0: the winner of this game will be, and that's what you're telling yourself if you feel slighted. Yeah, by Ohio State. You're like, look, we're if we think we can win this week, we'll be number one. Sure. Like it's that simple. Absolutely. Now, could it just bite you in the butt the following week, where Ohio State beats what's potentially a three or four ranked team and jumps you right back? Maybe, but yeah. that'll be the adventure that is the college playoff right yeah and i mean
1: it's you know we're sitting here november 5th there's you know th- what three or four weeks i mean it's the entire month of november because the the final rankings yeah. um wouldn't be out until the tuesday uh what would that be tuesday like the ninth or something of december so we're we're five and a half we're five six weeks out from the final ranking so the, 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 there's obviously going to be changes in movements and 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 everything with these uh with these rankings week to week so um, yeah, if you feel slighted, just win and win big. <laughs> uh, then the huh. final, uh, top 25 head to head this week, number 18, Iowa, uh, who is six and two at number 13, Wisconsin, also six and two, uh, a nine point favorite. 38 is the number on that one. Four, under For yeah, yeah, go under. You could have said 25, <laughs> I'd have said under. <laughs> yeah, um, that game four o'clock on Fox, um, Wisconsin by far the better team here, Iowa, um, You know, they put a few scares into a few teams, but um, Wisconsin's better. The scoring's going to be low. Iowa's offense is is terrible. Um, So, I I like Wisconsin with the points, and, and, and yeah, I'm taking the under as well.
0: Yeah, I I don't – I mean, I don't see a whole lot of scenarios where Iowa wins. I mean, I could see it being close if Wisconsin's offense decides to sputter like it has – um, I, I just—I'll tell you one thing. If it goes over, that running back for Wisconsin is going to have 400 yards rushing. I don't see Wisconsin as a passing team. I, I haven't seen anything to show me that, you know, against a decent defense, they can put up um, any semblance of a dominant mm-hmm. offense like you see from these other teams at the top of the rankings. But it's real hard to score against them. Yes. And uh, <laughs> when you have an offense that hasn't worked in recent weeks and you're going into – I mean, it's not in Iowa. That would be the one hope they would have had if it was a night game in Iowa. It's not. I, I think it's just all the wrong recipes, all the wrong pieces for Iowa. I, I think it's, maybe they hang in early, and and if you can kind of build on that, maybe some special teams plays, you know, more power to you. But I, I see a lot of scenarios where Wisconsin's going to run the ball hard, they're going to play their usual defense, and it's going to be cold, and it's going to be loud. And, uh, I I will take Wisconsin, uh, easily. Um, and I'll stick with the under, I I don't, it's, it's, that seemed high to me. I would have put it somewhere right around the 30 mark to make it interesting. But yeah, no, I, I, am I'm with you all the way on that one. All
1: right. Let's move to the NFL and, and really the big, the big thing besides the, uh, the black cat in in Monday night football last night that, that, that stole the show. Um, and, uh, you know, g- gave uh, everybody uh, uh, plenty of meme material for a Tuesday afternoon. But um, if, if you needed any more proof that the, the, the NFL is, is a week to week league, um, I mean, really look no further than what we've seen the past couple of weeks. I mean, a, a few weeks ago, um, you know, we, we saw a Miami Dolphins team that looked like they were going to win. And then, look to almost intentionally bobble a two-point conversion attempt um, to, to 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 play the, the, the tank for Tua. Uh, this week they get a, get a win against a Jets team that, good Lord, could not look any worse. Holy smokes. And, and it's just stunning. You go back a couple weeks ago when they came out firing against the Cowboys. I mean, the, the Cowboys have been inconsistent. The Eagles have been inconsistent. The Packers – who you know a week or two ago, people were talking about them as being the best team in the NFC. They come out this week and lose to the Chargers in in somewhat kind of embarrassing fashion. That offense looked terrible. Defense got shredded. Uh, New England loses in a game that they look like they didn't even belong in the same stadium with the Ravens. Um, I mean, it's it's again, it's a week to week league, and and um, you know, there's there's. A few kind of elite teams, maybe, but there's a there's there's a, a lot of good teams and there's a lot of bad teams and everything's gonna just kinda kinda mesh together every single week with the NFL. We've we've seen that time and time again.
0: I think the vol the volatility of the NFL is in the middle teams. Like you're talking about like the the, the top tier teams and they're there and sometimes they're gonna lose. And you got your really bad teams, and sometimes they're going to win. <laughs> and I think sometimes that has to do with that middle of the road. When you've got teams like San Diego and you have teams like, I don't know, I'll call Indianapolis one of them, Tennessee, uh, Carolina, you know, you have teams, Tampa Bay, that have talent, and they, they somehow can put up points and put up yards. And some weeks their defense gets nine sacks. And you just have the Raiders will put up defensive performances, and Derek Carr will put it together, and they'll look like geniuses. That first week when John Gruden came in, people were ready to crown him already, and then they're like, oh, wait, it's still the Raiders. You know, And you have these middle-of-the-road teams that I think have the ability to play at an incredibly high level, but then also derail and play at an incredibly low level, and you start to really question, like, well, was that a good team playing poorly, or was that a really mediocre team playing well? You know, and you, you kind of sure. have that kind of muddled center. Um, And it's a very large center. I think there's very few elite teams, and I think there's very few terrible teams. And it's a very large center. But those center teams are scary because whether you're the Patriots or the 49ers, which, by the way, the 49ers have been the one golden, so to speak, standard
1: so far. Sure, sure.
0: Where they've come out, and they haven't asked Jimmy to do a lot. One week he did. Two weeks ago, put up that huge performance when the running game was sputtering, and that says a lot to him. But for the most part, it's been the simple recipe – Play good defense, rush four, drop the rest, run the ball, and right. it's working. Uh, and it's it's worked pretty well. But but yeah, I mean NFC East up for grabs. NFC North, Detroit Lions could win the NFC North.
1: Still could, still could. It's the window. Matt the windows closing the closing. By... He has in
0: his career. So you know you have a lot of those things. I, I think the Packers you pointed out are kind of that weird team, and I think what you're seeing there is still that. Is it Aaron Rodgers' team? Is it Matt LaFleur's team? And in in the grand scheme of things, it's Matt LaFleur's team. But I think they ran into a couple weeks where game script and game scenario just let it be the Aaron Rodgers show. One week it was the Aaron Jones show. Uh, But, like, you just ran into situations where it was like Aaron Rodgers was able to call some plays. And I feel like we can tell when Aaron Rodgers is calling the plays and playing with his gut and when Matt LaFleur is saying, Aaron, just work with the system. And when he's working with the system, it hasn't worked yet.
1: Yeah, and I think yeah. Matt
0: Lafleur that he's not that system quarterback. He's a superstar, and they're still struggling. I think with some of that chemistry, uh, and I mean, but if they can put it together, I think they're going to be as dangerous as anybody else.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of divisions that are up for grabs, and and there's a lot of teams that yeah, I mean, the the window's closing for teams like you know like the Lions. But it's you know you went out, and and you, you're probably in play a bit, and and it's it's. It, it, it's wild to see, you know, to, to, to see the, the league and, and, and what it has become in terms of how big that middle of the pack has gotten. Um, because for a number of years, it's like, okay, we know that the final four teams are going to be this, and we know that this team is going to be um, probably the number one pick. Now, this year, probably still know who that number one pick is going to be. It looks like it's going to be Cincinnati. but. Um, in terms of those, like, top teams, again, it, there, there's one or two, and then there's everybody else. So um, it, it's just been wild. And um, the other question, I, you know, I, I look at is, like, the, you know, everybody wants to talk about MVP, um, and, like, I, I still think it's relatively early. I mean, we just passed the midway point, but, like, I think you're looking at, um, you know, I think Christian McCaffrey's a strong um, a strong runner in that race. I think Russell Wilson's got to be up there. Um, But, you know, it, it's for me, I, again, but maybe just because it's such a week to weekly, I don't, I don't recognize any kind of one particular person that has stood out to me this year Um, as, Oh, this person has to be the MVP. Like, has there been, has there been that one person for you, Sean, that has stu- yes. stood out above the rest and been like, Oh, that is, without a doubt, the MVP of this league.
0: Well, the hard part is is, is the definition of MVP. Like when, you know, M- most valuable player has so many meanings to each voter where it's like, is it the best player in the NFL? Is it the player that, by definition, it's the most valuable player to their team? Which, if you realistically look at it, when you have a team of superstars, like, you know, years where, like, the Patriots brought in Moss And, you know, you had, you know, you had like a Darrell Revis on defense and you had Tom Brady and you had Moss. And, you know, if you have teams that have layers on layers of stars, it's hard to pick an MVP from that team. So so it makes it much easier when it's a one man show. Um, But the other thing that seems to always go with MVP for me is winning. Like you can lead the league in rushing and yards from scrimmage and. Um, you know, when your team wins, it's because you rushed for this many yards or you threw for that many yards. But if your team's four and 12, it's going to be real hard to get votes. Right. You know, so, I mean, for me at this point, I don't know that Carolina is having the kind of year that McCaffrey needs them to, to win that. Um, especially when I think somebody else looks just as impressive in Minnesota and they are winning. Fair. I feel like have they put it on cousin's shoulders? some games? Sure was he effective because Dalvin cook's that good? Probably, you know, um, you know, his ability to, you know, when Stefan Diggs is able to beat coverage one, you're playing Philadelphia. That helped, but you're also, uh, (laughs) you know, you're in a scenario where, I mean, they're stacking the box because Dalvin cook's ripping off eight yards a clip. Sure. So I think, I think, you know, you have that, I think, um, you know, San Francisco is going to end up going close to undefeated probably. And I don't know that they have an MVP candidate. No, because it's just working as a unit. So, um, I if think anybody, it, if done, anybody, it would be Bosa on the defensive side, probably. But even then, like, is he that much more valuable than anyone else on that line? So man, it's like,
1: man.
0: I don't know. It's it's um it's a tough one, and it, it's also hard because I mean we've seen it; it always goes to a quarterback, right? And that's where you got to think maybe Russell Wilson's leading the way. He's number one in touchdowns. Just want to shoot out against the Buccaneers. We all know how great they are. And um, by the way, the fact that the Buccaneers were in a game to overtime with the Seahawks—oh, pretty impressive. I, but it, but that well, Seahawks defense is horrendous.
1: And that's the thing. So, I've hopefully. I've argued all year that Seattle is a middle is 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 one of those middle of the road teams for sure. But I, I think they're even more average than people are giving them credit for.
0: Well, and Russell Wilson's the X factor and now you add a Josh Gordon to the mix if he's any semblance I mean, of the Josh Gordon that we know that's going to be one of the most dynamic passing offenses
1: and I mean, in football like and
0: they're a run first team.
1: Like here's the thing with Seattle. You, they, they they beat Cincinnati by 1. They beat Pittsburgh yep. by 2. They yep. they lost to New Orleans. That was Teddy Bridgewater's first start, I believe, or second start. Mm-hmm. Um you you beat the Cardinals by 17. Uh, you beat the Rams by one, you beat the Browns by four, the Ravens kicked the hell out of you, um, they beat the Falcons by seven, and they beat the Buccaneers by six in overtime. Like, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. your schedule hasn't been good, and you haven't beaten all but one team convincingly. Like, and again, the defense is bad. I mean, 20 points against the Bengals, 26 against Pittsburgh, um, you know, 28 to the Browns, 20 to the Falcons, 34 to the Buccaneers. Your defense isn't good. Your offense is getting it done, but you're getting it done against bad teams. Now, looking in the, in the ahead of them, we're going to find out if Seattle's good because you have, and we're going to predict this one, with the 49ers on Monday. Eagles the following or or the Eagles two weeks out, then Minnesota, then the Rams again, then the Panthers, and then you close with the 49ers. So the rest of the way, if if Seattle gets through those, you know, with only one or maybe two more losses, yeah, then I'll believe in them. I don't believe in them right now. <laughs> um Let's uh,
0: let's. I don't. I don't believe in Seattle. That's for sure. And, and as the answer to the MVP candidate, if you're asking me to go right now, I'm going with Dalvin Cook because I think he's the reason that the Vikings are uh, where they are, and he he just kind of answers every answer of what an MVP means for me. But I think by the end of the year, you're going to see some quarterbacks rise, and and it's going to kind of depend where guys finish. But I think you're going to have a Wilson. If the Lions make the playoffs, you're probably going to have a Stafford in the argument. You're always going to have a Tom Brady and maybe an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's going to be that kind of year uh, where one of those quarterbacks will rise. But but I, I don't see if, if if Minnesota if he stays healthy and Minnesota stays winning the way they are, I think that's your MVP. For
1: for now, I, I'm just going to say the Cowboys MVP is Amari Cooper because <laughs> that guy is Probably. the is, is the most important player to the Dallas Cowboys uh, without a doubt. Because the the week or two he was out was not good. Very not good. You lost to the Jets when he was not in, on the field. Case and point. Um let's move to uh some picks in the NFL. We're going to start uh th- there's five games here. We're going to start on Thursday night a game that uh you know can can really play to that AFC West which is um you know, I think these two teams obviously need to win out to stay in the wild card race. And and hope that that, that Kansas City uh, trips up along the way. If you want to have hope in that division, you got the Chargers who are four and five. They're a one point road favorite against the four and four Raiders. Forty eight is the number on that game. Eight twenty on Fox and the NFL Network. Um, I'm taking the Raiders to win this game. Um, I w- I know they haven't super been battle tested or or anything like that. But the fact that, like, Gruden has taken this team and kind of has them believing, and, I mean, you're only you're only going to get as far as Derek Carr is going to take you, um, and I don't think this team is great, but you have a lot of young talent on the team that, that is kind of starting to believe in, in what John Gruden's telling them. And this, this – you know, he's not going to win Coach of the Year, but, like, when I'm sitting in that room and I have a vote, I'm, like, pounding the table as, like – you know, especially if they would go, you know, nine and seven, I'd be like, John Gruden took this team to nine and seven. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that that that's an argument for coach of the year. I like the yeah, Raiders.
0: Point point me anyone else on that field that would be responsible for that.
1: Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. Not a person. Um the fact that people know who the Dustin Waller is. John Gruden. Thank you. You're welcome. I yeah. like I like the Raiders in this game and um I like the over as well. I think there's there, there's going to be some points going in this one.
0: And you said the over on is forty or forty eight? Uh,
1: forty
0: eight. That's high. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning the other way. Uh, I think. I think. Um, I think San Diego is trending up. Of course, every time they trend up, or I keep saying San Diego. I guess it's not. Uh,
1: they're they're San Diego. They might be London if you believe rumors, but they're San the Diego. The London charges.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> London charges are the London silly up. nannies the London yeah whatever they're called uh the the Phillip rivers uh they <laughs> the trouble is uh, gosh you give me a more volatile team than the San Diego Chargers and this is not just this year I'm talking like over the Ever. last half decade a team that like for two weeks will beat like the Patriots they will go they'll go on the road and win a game they have no business winning Phillip rivers will throw for 450 yards they'll put up 40 points. And then the next week they'll play like, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and struggle to you know, kick two field goals. You know, it, it, it's, it's just an up and down, and it's Phillip Rivers is good, <laughs> Philip Rivers is bad, and it's so hard to gauge. But I think Melvin Gordon's getting healthier. I think they're giving him – they've found their kind of balance between him and Eckler. Um, they're finally throwing at Mike Williams, who's not a – you know, they're finally, like, not just feeding Keenan Allen and waiting for Phillip Rivers to throw an interception. They're getting other guys the ball and um i don't know i just somehow feel like that defense has to be better than Oakland's. uh you're right it's going to be a, a shootout the the x factor in this game probably josh jacobs i feel like if the running game for if the running game for uh, uh the raiders can take control and they can kind of you know run the game script a little i think if you're the raiders you want the scoring to stay lower uh, to have a shot but uh I'll take Phillip Rivers. He's more experienced. I I, I do like him better than because both quarterbacks are a dumpster fire, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and uh, I'll take I'll take the more experienced dumpster fire. It's been burning longer. And uh, I'll take the Chargers. I'll take the over. Uh, yeah, I'll take Chargers with the points It's time. All
1: right, three games uh, we're gonna pick here on Sunday. Maybe we'll move a little rapid fire on them. Uh, Panthers That's five true. and Panthers five and three on the road at Green Bay. Seven and two, five point favorite uh, for the Packers, 47 is the number on this one, 425 on Fox. Um, you know, the Panthers have been a relatively feel good story with, with Cam Newton out, Kyle Allen in, um, Newton put on IR today, probably done in, in Carolina, quite frankly. Um, yeah, oh, definitely done in Carolina. The Kyle Allen, the, the team looks better with him. Um, I like the Packers in a bounce back here. I, you know, especially at home you know, in what will likely be cold, I think a chance of potential, a little bit of snow or rain or something. Um, green Bay's got to have a bounce back game. So I like, I like the Packers. I even like the number, even at five points, I think they're going to win by a touchdown, maybe 10. Um, and, and, and maybe just because of But no, they, like McCaffrey, I'll go, I'll go over the 47. I think that the offenses have a better shot of, of, of uh, scoring than defenses do at stopping?
0: Uh, well, I'm going to disagree with you a couple points here. I am going to take Green Bay to win. However, I think it's going to be close, and I think, uh, I think it's going to be that field goal mark. Uh, so I'm going to take Carolina with the points. But uh, I'm also going to take the under. Okay. Uh, I like, uh, I, like uh, I think Carolina, the big story, and the reason that Kyle Allen gets to be a story and you get to keep feeding McCaffrey is because that defense is the reason they're in games. Uh, that defense is forcing turnovers, and they're getting to the quarterback. And I'm not so sure that the Green Bay offenses, from a protection standpoint and a safety standpoint, has looked real good. Uh, but Green Bay's defense also has looked good. It's not like as great as it has been in the past, but it's pretty good. And I think those defenses combined with the cold, um, I'm going to take the
1: under. All right, then we have 425 on Fox. It is the 5-3 and three Rams. A three and a half point road favorite against four and four Pittsburgh. Number on this one is uh, forty four. Um, obviously, the you know the the Steelers have been all over the place. The fact that they're even in a playoff hunt and, and division title hunt, I think they're only what two games back from uh, from Baltimore at this point is just baffling. Crazy. I like and that just tells you how bad that division is too. Um, you know, I, I I think the Rams are definitely the better team here. But they're not as good as as people want you to believe. The three and a half point number just feels gross to me. Like if if I'm if I'm betting on this game, I, I hate this number and I'm probably avoiding this game. I'll take the Rams and the points, but I'm gonna t- I'm actually gonna take the under. I don't I don't like either offense right now. Um, the defenses have been playing pretty well, so um, 44 seems like a really low number to take an under on in the NFL anymore, but. I just don't have any confidence in either of these offenses.
0: Yeah, I, I think both offenses are questionable. Uh, I, I give the edge in offense. I mean, obviously you go rushing and you go skill-set positions. I got to give it to L.A. But the one thing Pittsburgh's been is at least consistent. It's been consistently mediocre. Uh, but as long as Rudolph's been on the field, I think it's looked tolerable. Uh, and that's another defense that has been surprisingly good um, with, uh, you know, with, with the healthy Watt. Uh, and uh, I'll take the healthy Watt. I'm going to take Pittsburgh in this one. Uh, wow. Okay. I just think they need it. I think the city wants it, and I think they want to catch Baltimore and have a chance to embarrass them. Uh, I, I just I like them to force golf into some turnovers, maybe some points on defense. I'm going to take them, uh, not just with the points, but to win. Uh, and I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the under with you. I think the defenses are so much better than the offenses; they're never going to get close to 40.
1: All right, let's move to Sunday night football. 8:20 NBC, you know the time, and it is the six and three Vikings at the now five and three Dallas Cowboys, three point home favorite. Uh, Forty seven and a half is the number on this one. Um, you know, I, I, I talked about last week on this show that that I think the Cowboys and Eagles are t- are two teams who are basically the same team. Um, they will dramatically disappoint you at times. They will shock you in a good way at times. Um, and you have no clue what to expect in them uh, week in and week out. Um, I think Minnesota is probably probably similar uh, on that front. Um, th- this one is is a really hard one to call. Um, you know, obviously, I'm going to pick my Cowboys, but from an unbiased standpoint, um, the, the, you know, I mean, they they slowed down Saquon Barkley uh, by a lot. Um, so if you can kind of scheme up a game plan to, to work against Dalvin Cook the same way. You're probably going to be in pretty good shape. You can get to the quarterback. Kirk Cousins does not work well uh, under pressure, so you have to get at him. You have to use your front seven um, to your advantage, and you also have to use Zeke Elliott to your advantage because I don't think you want to get into a point where Dak Prescott has to be throwing 35, 40 passes into that secondary. So um, I-, I like the under in this one, 47.5, because I think for both teams, the strength is in your run game and trying to uh, you know just outlast and out strengthen uh, against the, the opposing defenses. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. Vikings have a real good shot here but definitely the under.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you on the under. I think the defenses are both better than people think they are. And for the first time in a long time, used to always be like you were angry to have a fantasy player on Thursday because those games were always rubbish and nobody scored uh, but you wanted one on Sunday or Monday night. Recent memory serves me. I'm not seeing those high scoring games on mm-hmm. Sunday or Monday night. I think the defenses have longer to scheme to and stay healthy. Uh, whatever the reason, uh, you're seeing more scoring on Thursday. Uh, to the game, though, uh, I'm going to take Minnesota. Uh, I'm going to take them to win. Uh, I think it's just a part of that has to do. I mean, it's kind of that you know big Minnesota offensive line against Dallas' front seven. Uh, but I think what it comes down to is. I trust Kirk Cousins more. Like, when you saw it last week, yeah, they held Saquon Barkley, but there wasn't a real threat, I don't think, at any point of Danny Dimes taking over that game. Sure. uh, And being like, you know what, I'm going to put it on my – I think when push comes to shove, whether Thielen's out there or not, the Minnesota passing game has the ability to stretch past um, corners that aren't as good as their receivers, and, you know, and they still have Rudolph just hanging in there in the middle of the field if they need to. Um, I just like them to score enough points to do it, but I will take the under – uh, with you. I, I don't think either offense is going to put on a show.
1: Yeah. And then finally let's, uh, and Andrew agrees, Minnesota and under on that one. Um, Monday, let's move to Monday night, final game, uh, to pick here, seven and two Seattle Seahawks at the eight, no 49ers, the last of the unbeatens. Uh, they are a six point home favorite 46 is the number on this one, of course, eight 15 on, uh, on ESPN. Um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to, Make this a little bit quicker because it's the things I already talked about with Seattle. They haven't been tested. Yeah. San no. Francisco has. San Francisco is rolling. Seattle's defense is not good. The Niners have so many weapons. You know, you added Emmanuel Sanders, who said touchdowns in two straight weeks. Kittle's still healthy. You got Tevin Coleman and company with the running backs. I, I think it's just a, a recipe for trouble for Seattle so I like San Francisco I I I love the points too even at six and um and I'm going to go the over just because we've seen the the Niners have been putting up points lately and if Seattle's going to want to hope just hope to be in this game they're going to have to roll their offense as well Josh Gordon probably going to be in the lineup um so you have you now have an offense with uh with Lockett Metcalf and Gordon as uh your your top three receivers Yeah, I'm going to take the over all day on this one, the 49ers plus.
0: Uh, I agree with you. We've talked at length about Seattle. I told you how much I love San Francisco right now. I I will also take the over um, because, like you said, uh, the the only question mark on that over is going to be Russell Wilson. You don't see a lot of teams, and I said about the Niners earlier, with that front four, uh, they don't have to rush a lot. They don't blitz a lot. So they have the ability with that front four to cause pressure uh, but not send guys, uh, and sometimes that can cause the opponent's passing to dip. However, um, with Russell Wilson being the need to scramble, you're going to need to get some linebackers up there to help. Uh, so I think they are able to pass and score. So i take the over. I'm also going to take the Niners to roll through this one, I think, with the points, take them, play them, um, start Emmanuel Sanders with confidence against that uh, secondary. Um, but interesting bet of the week would be to watch the number for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know what his over-under on passing yards is, They seem to like them to run the ball a lot, but against that secondary in Seattle, I wouldn't be surprised to see him nearing the 400 yard mark. So be 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 advised that if it's if it's right around the 300 yard mark, I would bet him on the over for passing yards.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, no doubt. Um, Finally, Sean, the Flyers get up off the mat; they get a win tonight at home uh, against Carolina, four to one. Anything else to add, Sean, uh, or otherwise? We're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, good to have you back on the show. So uh, for unfortunate circumstances, again, we hope uh, Dave's daughter is feeling well and they capped the illness over at the uh, at, at the house there. But uh, it is good to have you back on the show.
0: Oh, good to be back. And, uh, you know, I'd just like to point out I, I did hear an interesting stat last night. It was right about the point where the Cowboys might have faltered And they said that if the Cowboys were to have lost last night, the Eagles would have been some 58% favored to win the East because they won. Cowboys now over 60% favored. Just like to point out that if they lose to Minnesota, we have the same record uh, and we still play. Uh, Kind of a strange, weird stat that they threw out there. But uh, I still love my birds uh, to win the East. I think they're going to gain some ground. Go Flyers. Uh, Pleasure to be here. All
1: right, Sean. uh, Did you you tweet at all? Do you want to give the Twitter... You just throw it out there for good measure. Just, just avoid
0: the Twitter. Find me through the through the web through the podcast site. I'm on there. You'll find me. I'm tagged and everything.
1: All right, Sean, it's good to have you back. I'm sure we'll do it again at some point here in the future. So, uh, have a good night, bud. You too, man. All right, that's gonna do it for us. We appreciate you uh, following along with us, interacting with us. Um, each and every week, make sure you're subscribed to our show on Apple Podcasts and all your other podcast platforms. And uh, make sure you check out NGSC Sport, their home network, as well as the sponsor of this show, Alicia's Pillows and Things. If you're decorating your home, you want to jazz it up. You want to make it look nice. You want to add some of your favorite sports teams, some of your favorite movie characters. They got stools. They got pillows. They got neck pillows. They got tons of stuff. Head over to NGSCSports.com. Find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab right there on the homepage and place your order today. Until next week, enjoy it. Use what we give you here, but use it smartly. Use it wisely. Double-check everything. We do it here on a Tuesday night. Games don't go until the weekend. But uh, until next week, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win.